0: You know what, Sam? What? Time to talk about Eric Carlson.
1: Yes, we shall. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. And Sam, yes, like what you said in your one-liner, we are going to be talking mainly about Eric Carlson because I know a few episodes ago, Sam, we talked about trading Brett Pesci and with Eric Carlson being very strong in the rumor mill for us and Pittsburgh, I think that deserves its own episode. So that's, the, that's why we're doing this.
0: What's sad is it sounds like if he doesn't go to us, he's going to go to a um, division rival.
1: Well, you know what? Honestly, I mean, I think it makes more sense for Pittsburgh, but we'll get to our discussion of Eric Carlson here in, in a few minutes because we're going to start with some NHL news and then we're going to delve into Canes news for those of you who are new to listening to us. So let's start with some NHL news, Sam. Um, Mika, Keepersoft. soft. His number 34 is going to be retired by Calgary. I think that's a smart move. He was a great goalie for Calgary, and a, he's been with them for a long time.
0: Yeah, I like Mika Kiprasov. Always have. I remember if you watched um, old uh, videos, uh, there was a little kid who would kind of mimic him all the time. So that was really cool. Good guy. Classy guy. Um, definitely deserves to have his number retired. Um, so just can't ward. But I'm glad Keprasov's getting this. He, he earned, He's earned it. He has been. He was their best goaltender of all time, hands down.
1: Oh yes, hands down. He he was really good. He was a very good, steady goalie. I I think he was known for. Was he known for playing the butterfly pretty well? Yeah, or was him, it more of the hybrid type? I
0: is? think he did a hybrid Thing. role, but I mean, he was a good goalie.
1: So he did the butter. I think he was either hybrid or butterfly for sure. But he was one of the best. One of the best. Yes, he was. So the next uh, piece of news that we have here, Sam, is that Ross Colton avoids arbitration, which we have seen a lot of this past week, Yeah, players avoiding arbitration, because once you get into it, it can be very nasty. It's a bidding war. Well, sort of, of a bidding war. Anti-bidding war. They're arguing.
0: Basically, the team's telling the player why they don't deserve to get paid, and the player is telling the team why they should go to hell, so...
1: It can get really nasty very quickly,
0: yeah,' why so Carolina usually avoids it. I think the only time they went was with Brock McGinn.
1: I think I don't th- I think it was really close to arbitration with Brock McGinn, but um, I don't think they ever went to it, but I could be wrong about that. I could be, but yeah, Ross Colton, he avoids arbitration and signs a four year four million dollar contract, Sam, I thought that was a bit of a pricey contract, in my opinion. He's gotten around 30-something, 30, 35, 36 points this past season with Colorado. But he's young. He's around 26, 26, 25 years old, I believe. And I think Colorado's kind of doing a little bit what Carolina did with KK and the fact that they're trying to to see if he can get up there more in points cuz they're probably going to um, give him more ice time with this mm-hmm. contract.
0: They want to they want um they want him to grow into the contract, which is what we did with KK. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't, but it's usually not too crazy.
1: Yeah, definitely not too crazy. So I think Colorado is taking a bit of a risk here, but Ross Colton Sam I mean, he's mostly known with Being with Tampa, and if you remember in the playoffs, Colton can be very good. Uh, We saw him with Tampa of how good he can be. So uh, the next piece of news, which is our last news of the NHL news portion, is that Matthias Maselli is extended by three years, $3.425 million contract. Sam, that guy is a pure playmaker. 11 goals, 38 (laughs) assists, 49 points.
0: Hey, forty assist, almost forty assists, isn't bad. <laughs> I'll take that most days of the week from a player,
1: and he's part of
0: Arizona's future. Twenty-two years old. Arizona's got a, is going to have a very good team,
1: very very good team. I think the question that a lot of us fans are asking is, I think one, when is that going to be, and second, is it going to be in Arizona? I think that's the question that fans are asking because. Sam, as you know, uh, Salt Lake City might be getting yeah. an NHL team because it seems like they're being aggressive. Could Arizona go that way? Um, Maybe.
0: But Arizona's in a better spot.
1: Well, might be, but they, they're playing in a college arena. And we already know that uh, the uh, votes for the entertainment district in Arizona... Uh, Did not go through for
0: the team. Yeah, I I don't know. I've not given up on Arizona yet. I'm not either. We'll see. I I mean, it sounds like the two most likely destined. I mean, Salt Lake City, the guy who wants to bring it there, he wants expansion. It will not be Arizona. Um, That is true. I forgot about that point. Atlanta, I don't know about that, but it sounds like the NHL wants to go back there too, so I'm, I'm not sure regards to that i would love to see atlanta have a team again i think that would get i think that benefits the hurricanes a lot because it gives them another division, gives them a regional rival which i think is good because we are are really only regional rivals predators but they're in the western conference which is kind of dumb but whatever
1: and washington i would say washington is pretty close proximity to us
0: yeah no they are for sure
1: so yeah and we know our history with washington it I mean not it's, good. <laughs> it's, it's not a good rivalry, but I think what makes rivalries so great is the anger between two teams. Oh, absolutely. So, there are pros and cons to each rivalry, but uh, now we're getting to Kane's new Sam. Kane's actually signed a player, but it was more of a prospect in Felix Ungersorum. Now, this past week they had their prospects development camp. So,
0: it shows that he really impressed to get an entry level deal.
1: Yes, and he was a second-round pick in this year's draft, obviously. So I think that's, to me, pretty big notice, especially with him being the first player in that draft class being yeah. signed by the Hurricanes. I, I mean, most fans would think Bradley Nadeau. Well,
0: that would mean he couldn't play in uh, college. So And Nadeau, Nadeau is going to play college hockey next year, so maybe this kid's not going to. So this gives him an opportunity to play closer maybe they feel he's closer to playing in the NHL. I don't know. 3-year deal which means they feel that he's going to probably crack the NHL roster in the next 3
1: years. Yes, and I think another thing too with this player, I he I think he's a European player and with the Canes not having an AHL team, I think it's easier to manage these European prospects than uh-huh. It would with like college players and players in the Canadian and American leagues
0: Well, benefit with the European players is and Russians too is they can go play with men
1: exactly which which is really good for developments for these prospects
0: oh yeah, and he'll probably head back over to Europe and play he'll be on loan um to a team over there, which is good for him
1: yes, definitely uh so the next piece of Kane's news Sam is former player. Only played one game for us, kind of the James Wisniewski <laughs> of the four group. Andre Kacha is, <laughs> Andre Kacha. He is he signs with uh, Czechia, um, in Europe. And I mean, there are some players that are able to kind of turn their career around by going to a European League and come back. He's young.
0: And, yeah, he's young. <laughs> he could come back and play in his thirties. Not on. Un- out of the realm of possibility, he could go over there and light it up in Europe and then come over to Carrot and come back to the NHL. I wouldn't be shocked. He just see Ilya Kovalchuk kind of did that. He did, but he didn't come back the same. <laughs> no, he did not. Neither did Yager, but Jager can still play at his age, so I'm not going to take anything away from Jager.
1: I'm surprised that guy's still playing. He's like in his 50s. And, and he's still, still playing.
0: playing good, and not like he's playing
1: bad. He's playing good, so
0: I'm not about to... Harp on Yager.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I so yeah, Andre Kasha only played one game for us. He just had so many concussions, just couldn't do it in the NHL. But you never know with some of these players that could always come back after playing over in Europe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, Kasha, we hope he has a good, um, season with that league and that team. And now uh, we have some news from Elliot Friedman. I think this is probably the piece of news <laughs> Canes fans want the most, because uh, there's a lot of trade rumors out there, and the fact that Elliot Friedman said the Canes might be shopping Teravainen. I, I saw this while during my trip in Florida. Sam. No shock. Um, and it's it really is no shock. He he did have a poor season, uh, but and his contract s- is due. Yeah, his, his contract is to, is due, but, I mean, you could have said the same for Natchez a season ago, and look at how he did.
0: No, for sure. You never know what you get. Um, I'm not convinced. Again, I said before, I've kind of felt like Teravinen is the player on your top six that's the most expendable. Oh, I do, um, too. That you can move him and create something, right? If that's the choice between Vinan and Tarasenko, guess who I'm going to choose? Tarasenko.
1: Exactly. And uh, another thing, too, what Elliot Freeman said about Tara Vine and Sam is that Canes might be using him as a cap dump type of situation mm, to, possibly, to possibly get maybe someone like Tara Because apparently, an article uh, was put out today yep. as we're recording this yep. saying that Canes are still in the hunt on Tara and still are in the hunt on. D'Angelo. Yep. Again, I think we've talked. He was this.
0: more vague about Carlson, but that's expected when you're in trade negotiations. Yes, true. This is free agent signing, so it's a little different. But it
1: seems like everything's are, everything's kind of pulled up. The only I think good news that we saw out of that article, Sam, is the fact that it seems like maybe the Aho contract is getting closer to being done. Yep. But yeah, with this management. Um, I'm not assuming anything until I actually see that the deal is done.
0: Yeah, for sure. They've botched some things in the past, and they have a pretty bad track record on unrestricted free agents, so this needs to get done now. And even though the the cardiac canes, that garbage news area, they, they harped on us for talking about trading Ajo, but the reality is if he's not signed, I don't know how you can't, have an honest discussion about that because what are your choices? You know, you push it back up to free agency, but what if he's at that point? Like, ah, I'm going to check and see what my value is. Then you're kind of screwed. You're going to yeah, lose him exactly. for nothing. So you have to have these conversations and we have the courage to talk about these things. Unlike cardiac cane.
1: And here's the thing too, about like um losing players uh, for not for nothing. You don't want to do that. Because that's coming from a business type of standpoint. You don't want to lose Aho for nothing. Yep. But another thing too, you look at all, so many of these players, I'm looking, I'm on Cap Friendly right now, are on one-year deals with the exception of KK, Bunting, um, Orloff, Slavin, Burns. A lot of these are on one-year contracts and you need to try and get a few of these done so you can have some certainty yeah. of the future uh, I think uh, to me Ajo and Chatfield are two players that I think they need to focus their efforts on yeah for sure
0: Ajo young Chatfield's the youngest of the defensemen who's coming up So, and then next year you gotta get Slavin done
1: yes definitely Slavin is a must so yeah that's some Canes news and now we're going to talk about Eric Carlson but before we do We are going to get to our sponsor. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpma.org. In New York, call 877 8 hopeny or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 8887-897777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10 plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at com slash baseball terms. Okay, so Eric Carlson, Sam. Um, I have some information here in our uh, show notes. And the fact that I'm looking at the previous, I would say, previous six seasons. And to me, the biggest thing that tripped out for me, Sam, is the. Fact that if you look at his past season, he played all eighty-two games. Mm-hmm. That was his first season of playing a full season since twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen with Ottawa. So that's that's been a long time. And uh, one of my questions is: if we do get Eric Carlson, is he able to stay healthy? Yeah, he's averaging. with with the play style that
0: we play. Looks like the looks like he averages it around fifty games ish, right? Um, he played seventy one in seventeen eighteen, fifty three in eighteen nineteen fifty six nineteen twenty fifty two ten or twenty twenty one, uh, and fifty and twenty one twenty two. Then this year he played all eighty two. So I mean that's a good sign there. Um, I guess if you can get Eric Carlson at fifty games plus playoffs, then he's a point per game. I probably take that depending on what I'm giving up. But if I get him healthy in the playoffs and you win a cup, I mean, I don't know why that's a problem. But, again, it's all, you know, depending on what you give up,
1: right? Whether or not it becomes worth it. Exactly. Um, And another interesting part, too, Sam, of looking at this, his stats here is, I mean, past two seasons, He was almost, I mean, this season, he was above a point per game player. Last season, he was hovering around that with 45 points in 50 games. And if you notice during those two seasons, uh, there were no Brent Burns. And from what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. from, uh, sources that I consider credible, uh, because naturally I am a skeptic person, um, is that it seems like the seasons before that, when it was Carlson and Burns, it seems like there was no one... It seems like there was this rule that both Burns and Carlson couldn't really attain of being the offensive guy on the blue line. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, another question here is, I mean, is there going to be complications if he's with this team with uh, Burns... All, with him kind of being back with Burns, not on the same pair. No, I mean no, you're not going to no, see no, Carlson no. and Burns. No, on the same pair, but it's interesting in that Carlson's points are elevated without him, without Burns, um, so, being on the
0: Sharks team. I mean, let's be honest. So first off, Carlson plays with Slavin. You have to do that because Carlson can't play defense, at least not well. So Carlson's got to go with Slavin, right? And then it's probably Burns and Orlov and then Chatfield and Shea. And Chatfield and D'Angelo. Don't know. You don't know. You really don't know. Someone can get moved. Chatfield could get moved to bring Carlson in. You don't know, right? So I think it could be a problem. I've seen some reports that I probably don't necessarily think are credible that Carlson and Burns don't like each other. So, is that a problem? If that's a problem, then that's a problem.
1: I don't think it's so much of them not liking each other. I think when it comes to Burns and Carlson, I mean, it seems. I'm not. Listen, I'm not trying to um, hurt fans on burns being a bad guy i'm not it just seems like each player likes to be that guy of course primary guy Uh um i mean sam how would you feel if you're competing with a guy to kind of be as that number one power play quarterback because the thing is i mean you want your there are going to be two power play yeah um, lines. And technically, obviously. if you
0: bring in D'Angelo, even with Orlov, you're going to have like three or four people who could theoretically quarterback your power play. So, it's going to be a lot of competition.
1: Yes, there is. Now, competition can be good, but I also think too much competition can be bad. I think there needs to be an even line there. Yeah. Um, But, when it comes to the power play quarterback positioning, obviously, the first power play Line is going to be probably a little bit more talented. You're probably going to see what Ajo Svetch, yeah, Netches maybe, uh-huh. along with I mean, I don't know. You see, maybe you put Bunting there. Um, I mean, that's a scary line right there. Maybe you put Jarvis on the first power play unit. I think he's going to be on the second power play unit, but um, we can. Probably talk about that in a future episode on maybe what power play is going to be like. But in this, the sense is that your first power play line is going to be a bit better probably than your second power play line. Yeah. I mean, if you look at this from a player's positioning, I mean, Burns, I mean, he's probably going to want to be that guy than rather having to fight for it. Yeah. Where, I mean, where do you think that line is for competing for it, but also um, not having competition drag your play down?
0: So the question is really that the, the, if they bring in Carlson, it's because they, they believe that Burns couldn't be the quarterback to the power play. And I think there's questions about that. I think we saw that in this regular season, right? Exactly. So if he, Carlson... He didn't
1: com- have his best moments. No.
0: So if Carlson comes in... It's because they want him to be power play QB1. That's the whole point of the thing, right? Is to make the power play lethal. Um,
1: That's always been an Achilles heel for yes. hurricanes is the power play.
0: Yes. And I think you have to look at it again. It's in my mind, is it worth it getting him? And I think it just depends on what they're asking for because we don't know. Right. Because we want them to retain. And it sounds like the big problem that we're having is they don't agree with what we want them to retain. But I think at the end of the day, we look at it this way. If it goes to Carolina, awesome. We have the best pow- We have the best offensive defenseman in the National Hockey League. He's going to automatically make the power play better, right? That's good. That's awesome, right? And if we get half of that, that's 50 points we just added, right? And if we get a little bit more, you know, maybe that's 60, 70, 80 points that we're getting from a defenseman. That's huge. On the flip side, if he goes to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh doesn't have any cap at all. I think they
1: actually might be up with the cap. Um, I think I I think they're just at zero. Basically, when, in terms of cap space, we have like 2.5 million so cap space. In
0: order for Pittsburgh to do this, they have to give cap players away.
1: And rumor has it Jeff Patrick could be on his way out in order to get Eric Carlson.
0: And this is all for giving Crosby Malkin another hurrah. Pittsburgh keeps pushing off a rebuild for Crosby Malkin. And I mean fair right it's Crosby malkin but you have to look at this as a business too i know you don't want to piss them off but maybe you ship them to somewhere where they can win a cup then so you can do your due diligence and and rebuild the franchise because you're going to get to that point where you can't keep giving futures away to acquire these big name players and then cap strap yourself
1: yeah well i mean i kind of think of pittsburgh as kind of like what um Detroit was back um, when they were so good in the early two thousands. By the mid two thousands, they were kind of in Pittsburgh position by just keep giving first round picks away. Yep. Um, and they oh, they were
0: with, doing that for Dotzuk and Satterberg. Yeah, and, they uh, were. Nick Lidstrom. Again, which I I get you want to make those players happy, but
1: and Detroit, I mean. Sorry to cut you off again, but Detroit, I mean, if you look at their seasons, they still haven't made the playoffs. They're in a playoff slump right now for, I think, like four or five seasons. So that can hurt a team. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Delaying a rebuild.
0: It can, and I think that puts Pittsburgh in an odd spot. But they want to win now, and that's fine. You know, if they win another cup, then it's worth it. But we, we, we want to win a cup, too, and I think we're better than Pittsburgh, even if they add Carlson. Oh, I do, too.
1: Um, do you think it makes more sense for Pittsburgh acquiring Carlson than than us? It, regardless of cap.
0: I think you can make the argument either way. Um, I think Pittsburgh's need is more of the Jacob Slavin-esque kind of a defenseman, not the Eric Carlson kind of a defenseman. Because they have Chris Letang. Who's still playing fine. Yes. Um, I mean, at that point, if you need that kind of defenseman for them, because of the cap situation... I would say they should go out and try and and find that shutdown guy that maybe a team, like maybe he's an older defenseman, but, you know, you go get him, right? Maybe they should have gone after Joel Edmondson, right? That may have been the player that they should have grabbed. He'd be
1: a good shutdown physical defenseman.
0: And then they signed D'Angelo, right? I think that's the path that makes the most sense for Pittsburgh. For Carolina, we're an offensively strapped team, so in that sense, Carlson makes sense to come here. But it's, you know, at what point, where does it make sense, right? is it what, what cost does it make sense? At what point does it make sense for Carolina? What are we giving up, right? So I feel for the most part that I think it makes sense for both teams in certain areas. But... It's
1: harder probably on more on Pittsburgh than it is for us because we yes. actually have something.
0: It's going to be tougher for Pittsburgh to make the deal happen. If Carolina is willing to give, we'll get it done. But from what it sounds like, Pittsburgh's struggling to make the cap work, and Carolina's like, well, hey, we got this right here. We'll do it for you if you're willing to make it you know, worth our while. So I think it's just a matter of wait and see, and I think once Carlson falls, I think everything else kind of goes into place.
1: Yes. Um I I did hear some news from uh Elliot Friedman a couple of days ago of him being like uh, the it seems like the negotiations are kind of at a standstill and it seems like there are various reporters on this. There's that it changes daily to the fact that one day a reporter might say uh, it's kind of leaning toward Carolina. And the next day, another reporter could say the opposite thing of it being like, "Well, it seems like it's leaning toward Pittsburgh." So honestly, we don't know which team is going to get him. Do you think there's more of a? I think there's more of a probability of him staying with San Jose than mm-hmm. it is of him being traded, just because of that expensive contract. And I have his contract down here. But yeah, if you look at his contract, and I've in the show notes and the fact that. This contract is actually getting cheaper mm-hmm. um, as term his term goes along um, this year it's 11.5 with one million dollars of bonus and, and the next year it's going to be 11 million and then the year after that 25 to 26 nine million and then 26 27 six million. So for San Jose they might look at this contract and be like, you know what we might be able to get more and trade him later um than it is of trading him now possibly now his bonus does go up from 1 million to 6 million by the end of 2027 but it's very interesting i think San Jose possibly could get more if they trade him later than they would now well
0: they're selling high on it remember he just won the norris so they probably believe that they're going to get more from for him now than ever
1: but true But but they're
0: not but they're in a position to wait if they want to it's not like this has to be done today they have four years left on him, and each year we move on it gets a little easier because then that team has less to pay him the cap hit is the same but there is less money out of pocket that you have to pay
1: yes exactly um it's definitely going to be interesting uh, what they do, but yeah, I agree. There's no pressure of trading Eric Carlson no. for San Jose. Mike Greer might be wise of just keeping him. I mean, it's it has been revealed that Eric Carlson does want to win a Stanley Cup. He wants to be with a contender. Mm-hmm. I don't really agree with the report. What was it from Pittsburgh or Boston saying that Carol that Eric Carlson refuses to go to. Carolina, to me, that just doesn't add up. From what us uh, fans already know, and the fact that he wants to win a Stanley Cup, yeah. And Carolina is the
0: team. I think we're closer to that than Pittsburgh. So if he wants to go to Pittsburgh, by all means, but it's going to be odds, to win the cup. Your odds are lower. You got older players who are waning in their abilities,
1: and he's already old too. He's like he's thirty-two
0: 31. or thirty-three years I think old. He's thirty-one. Either that or just turned thirty-two. He's not as old
1: as I thought he was. Yeah, but, but he's I mean, not young. Yeah, he's definitely not young. Um, and another thing too. I mean, do I think this is a career year for mm. Eric Carlson? It could be, but I still think he's one of the, one of the most uh, gifted, talented yeah. offensive defensemen. In the NHL.
0: I mean, if he replicates that, you know, his price will go up again. So, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if he stays. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes to Pittsburgh or comes to Carolina. I mean, it's not really going to surprise me. I would be, away. I think I,
1: all three of those are a possibility. So, who on our team would you be willing to give up to Eric Carlson? Possibly.
0: I would try to do, use more futures than anything.
1: I agree. I would players.
0: too. Um, if I'm giving up a roster player, if I'm sending Pesci, I want more than Carlson. Um, but if I'm using a roster player, it's Pesci or Shea. Um, but yeah, roster player Pesci
1: or Shea. Other than that, futures. Yeah, um, I agree that I think futures need to be considered more in giving up. A- to be given up since you're in a win now type of state, um, and, but also I mean you have to look at to where your strengths are and there's a ridiculous strength which is really good for the Hurricanes and the fact of that. I mean I think you have six top four defensemen. Yeah, no, y- you can afford huh? to give one of them away and yes, we're talking about probably Brad Pesci here and you're bringing in a top. Forward defenseman, so
0: it's not like you're giving up a top four and getting nothing back. You're bringing in a top four. Would you so. be more willing on trading maybe Shea than uh, Pesci? I know I'd honestly prefer Pesci, but at the end of the day, I don't like. I, I just I don't like. I don't want to move a roster player for Carlson because I, again, as much as I would like to have Carlson here, I think my preference at the end of the day is still a forward. So, if I'm even Pesci, I think I'd rather try to make a forward happen.
1: Yes. And uh, what do you think of a three-team type of trade where one team kind of helps retain more of that contract? It's fine.
0: Usually that third team gets a draft pick.
1: Works for me. Yeah. I mean, it it will work for me, too, but it seems like this is at a standstill. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be interesting. Do you have any final thoughts on Eric Carlson? It's just a wait and see kind of a thing. Yes, definitely. Well, uh, this is the end of our episode. We hope you enjoy it. It is a bit shorter, but um, I mean, we like making these around 30, 45 minutes.
0: And your co-host tonight's back hurts, so he took meds to help him feel better. So he's sleeping. Yeah, that's you, not me. No, that's me. Uh, I'm sleeping. They can probably
1: hear in my voice, too.
0: Yeah. Make sure to tell I'm talking a little even more lower than normal. But um, yeah, but uh, we still wanted to get this out for you guys. And it's an important conversation to have about Carlson because that could be a big, big. uh, That's a blockbuster possible move.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, just imagine Slavin, Carlson, Orlov and Burns. Mm. Oh, that's going to be something. Would be the best top four in the National Hockey League. Oh yeah, it would. And even without those two players, Sam. I mean, I still think the defense corps is still one of the strongest.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Even now, even if you do nothing, yeah, your
1: defense is the best in the. Which National is Hockey. why you and I agree that we need to focus more on forwards than defense. Yeah, I like don't know Eric why Komasan.
0: this team was like, oh, forwards is the problem. Defense, we must change the defense no defense fine offense problem fix offense
1: yes <laughs> now players I think within need to step up uh, yeah, sure. I think Jarvis yeah, I mean,
0: Jarvis could have I mean heck
1: Jarvis could get like 60 points next year
0: I mean oh, that would could. Be, that'd
1: be huge and if <laughs> Tara Vinen if he stays with us he needs to have a bounce back season. Yeah, he needs to get
0: 40 50 assists next year you No, know, like around 60 points that's what you need Ajo you need to be a point per game it's just that simple You're about to get paid dude yeah. Play it. Exactly. Svetch, you are getting paid. Prove it. You know, play like it. So we'll see what happens. It's really just a matter of time. See what happens in the all season. Hurricanes aren't done yet. Doesn't sound like they're done yet. So just a waiting game. Which is frustrating because I hate yeah. suspense. Yeah, but hopefully it'll be done soon. Uh, sooner rather than
1: later. Yes, definitely. So we will see you guys on the next episode.
0: Thanks for listening to the Kaniak Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniak Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniak Report. We'll see you next time.